Star Chat is a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, May 20th, 2019. I'm Caitlin Flay. And I'm Tanner Green. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the U.S. and U.K. charts. Tanner, how are you? Feeling good. Getting into the summer spirit with this 90-degree weather, which is terrible, but, uh, you know. Done with grading. Done with teaching. Bought tickets to a Vaporwave one-day festival in New York at the end of August, which will be a great uh, research opportunity that I'm extremely excited about, so I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I am actually doing quite similar. I bought tickets to see Dave when he's going to be here in Washington, D.C., so I also have a great research opportunity. Not quite done with teaching, not quite done with grading, but I'm getting there, and I also got sick. But... Like I said, you lead with the positives. I get to see Dave in October, so who cares if I'm sick? Your whole life has been leading up to this moment. It's so true. I'm terrified for when the moment comes because it can only go downhill, really. Okay, well, what we can also go slightly downhill on are these UK entries this week. We're going to start at the very bottom. Summer Days. Martin Garrix, Macklemore, and Patrick Stump of Fall Out Boy. They debut at number 95. At number 89, we have Vampire Weekend with the song This Life that very much might be an exact carbon copy of Brown-Eyed Girl. You should listen to it. At number 78, we have JK and H featuring Bowser Boss with the song On the Way Home. Started by Iggy Azalea debuts at number 76. At number 74, we have Dominic Fike with the song Three Nights. I Could Get Used to This debuts at number 67, and that's by Becky Hill and a DJ called Weiss, Vice. This is one of those opportunities where listeners can uh, get back to us with corrections. So let me know. At number 60, we have Billie Eilish debuting a little bit late with You Should See Me in a Crown. Joy is another release by Bastille. At number 49, you might recall that they debuted with Doom Days, a little different title uh, a couple weeks ago. At number 41, we have Mostak with the song Wild. Guten Tag is a Big jump at number 18 with Hardy Caprio and Dig Dat. At number 15, Logic featuring Eminem debuts with the song Homicide. If I Can't Have You, that's a Shawn Mendes single, debuted at number 9. And highest entry of the week, Louis Capaldi, number 4, Hold Me While You Wait. Tanner, that's all I got. Not quite as many debuts over here in the U.S., but we do start at number 99, where you've got Roddy Rich and his song Die Young. Right above that... Botsy finally has some new material. It's Paradise at number 98. Speaking of new material, Dan and Shay debut at number 96 with All to Myself. From there, we jump to number 91, where P&B Rock and Tentacion debut with Middle Child. Go Loco, the highly disappointing collaboration between YG, Tyga, and John Z, debuts at number 71. Number 68, we've got Luke Combs with Beer Never Broke My Heart. One of Caitlin's favorites, Truth Hurts by Lizzo, debuts at number 50. She talked about that last week. Number five, we're jumping all the way to the top five. 
the aforementioned Homicide by Logic featuring Eminem debuts. And at number two, only held from the top spot by the juggernaut that is Old Town Road, we have Sean Mendez, If I Can't Have You. Caitlin, what you bring to the table? I am going to wish a very cautious, slightly uncomfortable welcome back to Iggy Azalea Tanner. Yes, she's back. Azalea had a total of five career top ten singles on the UK official charts to date. And her most recent single, Started, contributes to maybe the less impressive stat of 13 tracks that have cracked the top 100 in the UK. And with this welcome, I would like very much to take this opportunity to throw it back. Let's go back in time for a few seconds. This is Fancy, featuring Charlie XCX. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. right. You should want a band like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. Like, cup of Ace, cup of Goose, cup of Chris. I heal something worth a half a ticket on my wrist. On my wrist. Well, that was fun. Tanner, did you like this song when it came out? I'm just curious. I liked it well enough, uh, mostly for the beat, which uh, set a long-running trend for me with Iggy Azalea where it's yeah I like the beat just that simple like it's a ripoff of DJ Mustard but it's a pretty good ripoff of DJ Mustard so I wasn't too upset about it (laughs) we tolerate it well that track reached number five on the UK official charts back in the day and number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and reflecting on that song along with tracks like Problem with Ariana Grande geez that's a throwback too Um, It it has actually revealed kind of a career shift for Iggy Azalea, at least in my opinion. So both Started and Sally Walker, that was another single of hers that hit the charts back in March of this year, come from the rapper's forthcoming album, which is currently titled In My Defense. And it's Azalea's first release since Parting Ways with Island Records last year. So going back to some stats, because I find them kind of fascinating in her case. Of the 13 career songs within the UK Top 100, only five of them do not feature another prominent artist. So having said that, the two aforementioned tracks, Started and Sally Walker, that Azalea released this year with Empire, feature only the controversial 28-year-old Australian model and rapper we have grown to love. A lot of my music-loving friends don't know a ton about Azalea after I've kind of sourced out what I wanted to talk about this week. So her name, or her proper name, is Amethyst Amelia Kelly. And Amethyst Amelia Kelly relocated to Miami around the age of 16 to pursue a career in music. And during that time, she kind of adopted an African-American-influenced rapping flow that's kind of reminiscent of this scare quotes, dirty South that we see in a lot of hip-hop academia. And on that note, hip-hop academic and music critic Oliver Wang calls Azalea's flow, quote, a hat trick of appropriation. Not American, not black, not Southern. So just for the record, she is white. There was someone I talked to this week that didn't actually (laughs) know that she was white. I was like, wow, okay. Well, she is. 
And if that isn't troubling enough for you, both Started and Sally Walker come to us with some pretty horrific music videos attached. So in Started, Iggy marries a super old dude and then proceeds to kill him to inherit his money and mansion. And then in Sally Walker, the intro scene is a teenage girl getting hit by one of RuPaul's drag queens. And there's just like no remorse anywhere in these music videos. Oh, you mean Miss Shea Coulee, one of the finalists from season nine, upcoming All-Stars season winner, probably. You know. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we had some stats about RuPaul's Drag Race this, this week. That's probably the highlight of this segment. I think that's two weeks in a row now. I know, with Lizzo, you're absolutely right. Wow, this is fantastic. Let's listen to Started, and then I'm going to tell you why I actually kind of like it. Here's a clip. I started from the bottom and now I'm rich. I got in my bag and I ain't look back since. I started to say sorry, but that you started out hating, now you love my drip. I started from the bottom and now I'm rich. I got in my So again, if I wasn't clear before, I want to be super upfront about the fact that I really don't mind this song that much. Given that super, super crunchy synth sound that kind of pops in and out randomly throughout the song, I'm just going to play it again so you know exactly what I'm talking about. So that's the kind of thing, just that synth line, that got me into grime. So that kind of production quality is never, ever lost on my ears, and it is also something that I did not expect from this track. I just saw another Iggy Azalea track and was like, how much can I cringe this week? And I was I was pleasantly surprised. So she has changed my mind. Another thing that caught my ear this week was the descending hook. So I started from the bottom and now I'm rich. So she kind of descends a major sixth. But there's this contrary motion going on. So you have this synth line that's a more or less a broken chord. Bum, 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 bum. And that just overlaid is, I don't know, it's so simple and so good. It's very reminiscent, actually, of Fancy in terms of production, which I appreciate. And the melody actually reminded me of a hook in a track that reached number two on the UK official charts three years ago. I'm just going to play it, and hopefully it'll be a fun guessing game. 
That's right, it's Black Beatles by Ray Strummerd and Gucci Mane. And I just want to go on the record and say that my sister very rudely dismissed my association. And she said that she not only hates both Started and Black Beatles, but that she does not hear any similarity between the hooks, and I do. So even though the rapper's articulations are very different, so Azalea has this staccato, bup, 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 and kind of she cuts herself off. And Ray Strummerd is notorious for nailing this kind of really fluid, legato, notes are connected style in his rapping singing. I really think the two are comparable. The melodies are only a whole step apart. So Azalea starts on an F sharp, Strummerd starts on an E, and they basically use four or five notes to descend, and each new line, you go back to the top and go all the way down. And I don't know, it's just some one of those things that you can't unhear once you hear it, you know? So those are those are my thoughts on Iggy Azalea. Tanner, maybe you can give us something more succinct. <laughs> How does your sister not like Black Beatles? Or does she I mean just does she not <laughs> she, like hip hop in general? I feel like maybe she didn't like she's not one for I don't know, like mainstream memes. So with the whole Black Beatles challenge thing, I think that that might have turned her off. <sighs> I'll allow it. No, I so two things on this. First, I'm with you. I mentioned earlier that there's a trend with me and Iggy Azalea where I really, really am into the production, and that's kind of the extent of my appreciation. And that largely holds true here. The production here, you already mentioned that synth line, very cutting. Do you want to take a guess? Do you know who produced this? Mm, Jay White? Jay White did it. And you know what else he's produced? What else has he produced? Well, he's produced Sally Walker, but he's also produced Money, I Like It, Bodak Yellow from a Ms. Cardi B. So regardless of whatever sort of commercial purgatory Azalea's been in, she's still clearly able to work with some pretty top-notch producers, which I don't fully understand. And the reason I don't fully understand it is because I still think, you mentioned earlier, that the majority of her songs that charted in the UK include other artists. I don't think Iggy Azalea is a strong enough rapper to carry a song by herself. I don't think she's awful, but she needs a counterbalance. And when I think of really good counterbalances for Iggy Azalea, I think of my personal favorite, Black Widow, from that same year's Fancy 2014, great year for pop music. And I also bring up Black Widow because I think that it kind of illustrates how Azalea has a very limited repertoire of flows. And for an example of what I mean, let's listen to just a little bit of the first verse of Black Widow. So keep started in your mind that general pattern that she follows and compare it with this again from Black Widow. We went from nothing to something, liking to loving. It was us against the world. And now we just, it's like I loved you so much and now I just hate you. Feeling stupid for all the time that I gave you. I wanted all or nothing for us. Ain't no place in between. Might be me believing what you say. It's just a little too similar for me. I don't think it's necessarily an intentional callback. I think it just speaks to the kind of limitations of Azalea as a rapper. Which is frustrating, again, especially because the beats are so good. So, eh, it's okay. I just had a random thought. So, remember how I kind of gave a little bio? So, she was 16 when she moved to Miami. And she started doing this music thing. 
I'm having bad baby flashbacks. So Iggy Azalea is 28 years old, right? It sounds to me like this is bad baby's future, Danielle Bregoli. This is what she's going to turn into. And that's all I wanted to say. That was just a little acorn that was planted in my mind. And now I'm going to track bad baby just for fun. (laughs) Something else we're going to do just for fun. We're going to jump over to the U.S. and we're going to start with Homicide. Start with a top five debut. Caitlin's excited because this is the latest single from Logic. And as I mentioned, this is him teaming up with his idol Eminem. This is the third single from Logic's latest album, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which is actually out now. Haven't listened to it yet, but it released back on the 10th. Because of that recency, we're not seeing the album on the Billboard 200 quite yet, but once we do, I'm sure we'll see plenty more of its songs in the Hot 100. And until then, Homicide is Logic's second track to go top 10, alongside his 2017 hit, 1-800-273-8255, that he put out with Alicia Cara and Khalid. And in terms of why did Homicide go top 10, Eminem's presence is surely a key factor in that. But before we get to that, we're going to start with Logic's verse... Once again, this is Homicide. I'm coming at the mouth, ain't nobody taking me out. Every single rapper in the industry, yeah, they know what I'm about. And I dare get to test me, cause not a single one of you motherfuckers impressed me. And maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I'm full of innovation. And I'm tired of all that it's high school, he's cool, he's not rap shit. Can a single one of you motherfuckers even rap shit? No, this ain't a diss to the game, this is gas to the flame. Nowadays, everybody send the same shit flame. Like a mod to the flame, I'm a real man and killing you feeling the system when I'm spilling and I'm feeling myself. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Bull, he been feeling himself. Mass murder like this can't be good for my health. When I rap like this, do I sound like shit? Well, it don't really matter, cause I'm killing this shit. I'm killing this shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm killing this shit Bobby, how many times you been killing this shit? Find another rock, I did Rick and shit Walk rap, bustle like an addict with a semi-automatic Who'd have had it and he ready for anybody to buck back Go to catch a vibe, ain't no way in hell we leaving nobody alive Even suicide, no fuck that Bobby feeling villainous, he killing us I'm coming for your man and his lady and even a baby I'm feeling like I'm chicken, 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 chicken I think this verse really neatly encapsulates both Logic's strengths and his weaknesses as an artist For strengths, there's the obvious speed and overall technical skill that we're all likely familiar with But on top of that, I think like Iggy Azalea, Logic has long demonstrated a really keen ear for beats, and that is something that very much cannot be said for Eminem in the past five years, ten years, a while. Notably, Homicide isn't produced by Logic's usual collaborator, Six. He shows up on other songs on the album, but instead, for Homicide, the credits note two lower-profile producers named Shroom, in all caps, and Bregma. And I think the beat works really well here. My favorite part, and probably the most distinctive part, Those bells, sort of like church bells, I really like how low and distant they are in the mix, and it makes them even more ominous. And it was actually kind of funny, when I first heard the song, I was walking around outside on campus, on the UVA campus, and I thought they were coming from somewhere outside because of the way they were mixed, and I had to kind of do a double take. I was like, wait, why are there bells here outside? And then I paused the song and realized, oh wait, this is coming from the beat. So that's a cool little, I'm always kind of pleased when something like that happens. It's kind of fun. But unfortunately, Logic's verse isn't quite as nuanced as the beat here. You've got a lyrical theme that Eminem would be proud of about how young rappers can't even rap, which is fine. But I think some of these boasts are just clunky. There's that rhyme in particular, and maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I'm full of innovation. And even though the word innovation comes in the middle of a sentence and it only lasts just a little bit, it just brings everything to a halt. It's really jarring, dare I say corny, in terms of word choice. And I really hate to use the word corny to criticize Logic because I think that is often used as a sort of lazy shorthand critique of him. He's a rapper known for other things among a very explicit embrace of 
sentimentality, earnestness, and that can sometimes get boiled down to corny, which, eh. But the end of the verse here is just really especially awkward. He's trying to be self-deprecating by alluding to the fact that critics often charge him with being repetitive, but that affectation he does, the really high-pitched kind of nasally voice is just kind of silly and half-hearted. Whatever it is, it doesn't work. Can I just jump in? Because I, I, I will check myself, I promise. I don't know if anyone caught the feeling myself, feeling myself. Like, the, calling out Beyonce is probably not ever the best move. And people ask me, like, come on, Logic's only getting better and he's experimenting and look at his music. Step off. Like, he just needs, to, I think he needs to go on a retreat somewhere and just, like, reflect and be like, who actually am I? Because I'm not as good as Beyonce. Anyway, sorry, Tanner. Thank you for letting me interrupt. No, I'm just pleased to hear that I'm not the only Logic Defender in your life. I didn't know there were others like me. This is wonderful. And I think that shortcoming with that vocal affectation is especially jarring because Logic is coming into this track alongside an MC that has a really long legacy of really effective vocal personas, namely Eminem. And to be fair, Eminem doesn't exactly tap into that here. He's not going for that. But we're going to go and listen to his verse for comparison's sake again. Homicide, this is Eminem's verse. Like Jay-Z, jiggas up, you walkers who didn't write anything Are getting washed like bathing, young hova I know hitters like Yankees, gun toters The pull triggers like crazy, unloaded Leave you shit up in your rover, your body goes limping Slumps over like A-Rod in a month low, but he just homered Hold up, I said rover because now your rover is red Like red rover, so you know what I meant But I wrote over my opponents instead Making dark sounds, cause I gotta keep breaking these bars down I'll go slow for the spits, but when I go root Like the Doberman said, I still think the roof would go over your head Beast mode Hit with so many foul lines, you think I'm a free throw Figured it was about time for people to eat crow You about to get outrun, how could I be dethroned? I stay on my toes like the repo, a behemoth in cheap clothes From the east coast to the west, I'm the ethos And I'm the goat, who the best? I don't gotta say a fucking thing though, cause I'm seized no But you don't wanna hear me spit the facts Your shit is ass like a tailbone, and you're trapped in your cell phone I'm a chicken scratch, I'm a self-load I don't wanna fuck unless a cheeky spit your rap someone else wrote Used to get beat up by the big kids Used to let the big kids steal my big wheel And I wouldn't do shit, but just sit still Now money's not a big deal, I'm rich I wipe my ass with six It's so good! So... While I think Logic's verse is ultimately good, but kind of one-dimensional, Eminem sounds so good here, and again, I cannot overstate how refreshing it is to hear Eminem on a beat that is not only competent, but really quite good. Right from the start, M's verse is full of these little rhythmic variations and allusions and those vocal inflections and accents at the start. Jig is up, you effers who didn't write anything. The the up-down stop-start is so good. And it comes right after that punning on Jay-Z's nickname, and that's only the tip of the iceberg in terms of the wordplay. I stay on my toes like the repo. Toes like on your feet, toes like towing a car. Ugh, so good. In general, I don't think it's a surprise that Eminem outwraps logic. But overall, I still think this is a totally solid effort from both men. I still kind of think logic tends to be better when he allows himself to be more earnest as opposed to the, I'm gonna rap you all to death sort of diss track, but I'm still looking forward to the rest of Dangerous Mind, even if Caitlin continues to find Logic insufferable. <laughs> okay, where can I go from here? So, I don't like Logic as a person, and I'm... <laughs> Tanner just lost it. Various points have led me to this conclusion. I don't know how he's going to get back in my good graces. Obviously, he doesn't care. 
but I will never be a Logic fan, probably as long as I live. So I'm going to talk about what I do like about this track. Eminem's wordplay is great. I second you on that, Tanner. It always is. I also really like how he can alternate beats in his flow from a triplet flow immediately to a different kind of note grouping. And that's not easy to do. It's not easy to do when you're playing an instrument. It's not easy to do when you're singing. So I do, I really appreciate that. But at the same time, my main kind of shrug, shrugging shoulders at this song is like, are you, are you okay? Are you running out of things to rap about? Because we, we know lots of rappers are not good, but people listen to them anyway. Lil Nas X beat Shawn Mendes this week. That's not gonna change! Like, SoundCloud rap, this is the generation. This is what it is. And I just laugh every time, like, I'm thinking back to the Machine Gun Kelly diss track. Eminem, Logic, you're, you're talented. Make some music and stop talking about people that aren't talented. We know they exist. You know they exist. It's just like swatting at flies. It's the musical version of swatting at flies, and I just have no room for it. Do you have room for country, Caitlin? Always. Always. Well, good. We're going to talk about Beer Never Broke My Heart by Luke Combs, the latest single from one of the biggest new names in country. If you're a longtime listener of Chart Chat, you might remember our, or at least my, enthusiastic reception of One Number Away last year. And since then, Combs has become even more successful. He got a second country number one with Beautiful Crazy, and that song even landed just outside the top 20 of the Hot 100. He received a Grammy nomination for Best New Artist, and he actually won that same category at last year's CMA Awards. And Beer Never Broke My Heart is the first sign of new material after his debut album, This One's For You, or the deluxe reissue of that album that came a year later and included some bonus tracks like Beautiful Crazy. And in addition to hitting number 68 on the Hot 100, Beer Never Broke My Heart also debuts at number 12 on the Hot Country Songs chart and is, I figure, sure to climb from there. So we're going to listen to a clip once again. Beer Never Broke My Heart, Luke Combs. I've had a large mouth pass, bust my line, a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie, been fired by the boss. It takes one hand to count the things I can count on. No, there ain't much man that ain't ever let me down. Long neck eyes, cold beer never broke my heart. Like diamond rings and football teams have torn this boy apart. Like a neon dream, it just don't know me. The bars in this guitar. And long I found pretty much every single Combs released after One Number Away to be middling at best. I was not much for Beautiful Crazy, and I don't think Caitlin was either, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So I approached this track with some trepidation when I first saw it in the debuts. It's like, okay, Luke Combs, are you going to kind of fall flat again? But no, you can imagine my relief when Beer Never Broke My Heart turned out to be just so, so good. It's fantastic. There's so much here that works so well that I almost don't even know where to start. So I'll start with the low end like I usually do. There's such a wallop between that kick 
and that simple quarter note bass line it just pounds it in and then with that percussive guitar refrain just kind of chomping away there's such a nasty just kind of strut and a swagger to the instrumentation and then on top of that the chorus the way combs bends those notes like that is just it's so good and i think it's especially impressive because if you go up and look at the performance of this song on jimmy fallon from earlier this month combs totally pulls this off live this isn't something he's incapable of recreating his vocals in the performance are spot on and he in terms of stage presence he doesn't do a lot of you know he's not doing any high kicks or splits or anything ridiculous but he just somehow exudes all of the swagger that the song demands. And this might be one of those situations where Caitlin is going to come in and temper my enthusiasm just like I do for her. What you thinking? I'm actually not going to push back that much, as much as you probably anticipated I would. I find this song kind of refreshing. I admittedly do enjoy more rock country. And I guess the only thing that I would say is that made me a little bit uncomfortable was that the pitch bends that he does in the chorus. It's just, for some reason in my ears, it takes a little bit too long. Like, it takes up a bit too much time. And then it makes me a little bit, like, out of breath. Like, or maybe even not angry, but kind of like, no, that's not how that's supposed to work. And my mind wants to fix it so that... (laughs) I don't know, maybe it's two separate notes, maybe it's something else. But I like the direction that Luke Combs is going. I He's on my summer list of artists to see, and I think he'll probably be at Jiffy Lube Live at some point, and I will definitely check back in on that once I see him. I feel validated, Caitlin. The fact that you like that song and the fact that you might see him live going to live vicariously through you. And until then, thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat. If you want to check out a playlist of all of this past week's chart debuts, look in the show notes. There's a Spotify link right there. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, get in touch with us via email, chartchatcast at gmail.com. Check us out on social media, Twitter, Instagram. Handles on both of those sites is at chartchatcast. Rate and review us on your platform of choice, iTunes, etc. Thanks to Coronation Media for our cover art and intro theme. Thanks to Teej.fm for having us on the network. To find out more, visit teej.fm, T-E-E-J dot F-M. And thank you once again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And we'll catch you next week.